When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're sinking our teeth into some new TV. I'm from a lineage thousands of years old of the best monster hunters to ever walk the earth. And exploring faraway lands. Being first is what it's all about. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, June 10th through Sunday, June 12th. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Live PD lives. Well, sort of. Two years after the A&E reality series was canceled in the wake of nationwide protests against police brutality and racism, host and producer Dan Abrams announced that the Live PD team is getting back together for a new show tentatively titled On Patrol Live. Here he is announcing the series return on his News Nation show. For the last two years, my Twitter's been flooded by so many of you demanding that we bring the show back. Well, it's not the same exact show. But we still will be live in multiple departments watching the work police officers do every day. And the mission will be the same. Again, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to all of you. We did it. And of course, my compadre, retired Tulsa Police Lieutenant Sean Sticks Larkin will be back. There'll be some new components of the show, including having citizens ride along with officers. We'll also feature new departments. Got some cool pictures of me and Sticks there. And remember, Lieutenant Deputy Sheriff Curtis Wilson with the Richland County, South Carolina Sheriff's Department. He'll also be joining us as a full-time commentator on set. As for where you can watch this new iteration, it will not be on A&E. You can catch it Friday and Saturday nights on Reels beginning this summer. Marvel might be bringing a new team of anti-heroes to the screen. Director Jake Schreier has reportedly been tapped to direct a Thunderbolts movie for Marvel about the team of reformed supervillains. According to Deadline, which first reported the news, Marvel has quietly been developing a Thunderbolts film for a while now, with Black Widow writer Eric Pearson writing the script. The reps for Disney and Marvel did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, folks, get ready for the best of Broadway. Our number five pick is the 75th Annual Tony Awards. What you can't see are my jazz hands right now. This year's star-studded event will be hosted by Academy Award winner, West Side Stories, Ariana DeBose. Now, there are truly too many stars making an appearance to name them all, but a few include Jessica Chastain, Brian Cranston, Coleman Domingo, Cynthia Erivo, Andrew Garfield, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Sarah Paulson, and Bowen Yang. RuPaul will also be in attendance to support the best musical nominee, A Strange Loop, on which he was a producer. And Prince and Paris Jackson will be in attendance supporting MJ, another best musical nominee, which tells the story of their father's life and legacy. Here is a preview of the big show. Broadway, the heart of New York City. Welcome back to the Tony Awards. 
There's no show like the Tony Awards. First of all, we're theater people. We know how to put on a show. It's the best award show of them all. You get like the greatest hits of all the best things that are happening this year on Broadway. Just being back on Broadway is an award in itself. This has been really, really fun to be back. I definitely feel like I'm like vibing in my, my joy place. The permanence of something like this, a nomination, returning to Broadway, returning audiences, being able to come back and share these experiences together, it's pretty cool to have that stamp be solid. No other transgender person of any kind has been acknowledged as an actor. It's in some ways even more special to me that the track that I'm being recognized for is one who is just a woman. When I came to New York, I started in this world. Broadway was always such a big dream for me. To me, the dream was new plays. This is the ultimate for me. There's no equivalent. I still, in many ways, feel like that 15-year-old kid who used to watch the Tonys growing up who would practice her Tony Award speech with her hairbrush in the mirror. Stop the presses and shine the statue because Buddy Young will be coming at you and People need to watch the Tonys to see the great work that's done every night by these hardworking cast and crews. When you look back at 75 years of legendary performances, to be on that list is an extraordinary feeling. To feel a certain magic that can only be felt in one room with so many great people, it's one of the few moments that can be transmitted through a screen. Happy 75th, Tony. I'm almost as old as you are. To all the fans of Broadway, happy 75th Tony Awards. Cheers. So, will Jesse Williams win for Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Play for his headline-making performance in Take Me Out? Will Sutton Foster's triumphant return to Broadway in The Music Man score her her third Tony win? Tune in to find out when the Tony Awards air on CBS Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And be sure to check out our special episode of the Awardist podcast, where EW's Maureen Lee Linker and I discuss this year's nominees, and she shares a few predictions. The vibes are seriously mysterious on our next pick. Hold on to your hats because dark winds are coming through. The new drama series from AMC comes from executive producers George R.R. R. Martin and Robert Redford and follows the story of Navajo police officers in the 1971 Southwest who come upon multiple gruesome crimes and try everything in their power to solve them. The show stars a cast of Native American actors with a writer's room of all Native American writers. Here's a preview. Lieutenant Lee Porn. Sorry I'm late. Jim Chi. Have we met? Uh, they didn't call you? Somebody from Window Rock was supposed to call you. I'm your new deputy. You know about this? How long you been with the tribal police? Almost three months working in Window Rock for Captain Largo as his adjutant. Mm. Didn't know Captain Largo to have an adjutant. Well, looks like you guys could use the help. Yeah, a few of my men enlisted. Did you serve? I went to college, sir. Get out of Nam for a free card, huh? <laughs> Wasn't cheap. Yeah. Well, you picked a hell of a morning to show up. I'm sorry, what is your name again? Chi. Chi. Yeah. Well, you caught me in the middle of something. Yeah. Sergeant Manny Leader is my number two. She'll show you the ropes. You and I can talk later. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Lieutenant. 
Mmm, nice soup. You look like Pat Boone. Thanks. You got a uniform, Pat? It's in the car. Well, go get it. Right. Sergeant. Well, the show is an adaptation of Tony Hillerman's novels and stars Zon McLarnon, an indigenous actor known for his roles in Fargo and Westworld. After 30 years in show business, he is finally getting his leading turn as Detective Joe Leaphorn. Tune in to the series debut of Dark Winds, Sunday night at 9 on AMC and streaming on AMC+. Forget the garlic necklaces and sunlight and holy water. A trusty wooden stake is the weapon of choice for the monster hunters on our number three pick, the series debut of First Kill. The age-old hunt-or-be-hunted tale is at play in Netflix's newest teen drama, although parents be warned the show does have a TVMA rating. The show tells the story of Juliet, a teenage vampire who comes from a long line of bloodsuckers, and Calliope, a teenage monster hunter who comes from a long line of skilled killers who, naturally, hate bloodsuckers. Of course, the two meet and fall in love. What could go wrong? Here's a preview. I'm from a lineage thousands of years old of the best monster hunters to ever walk the earth. Even on good days, I feel like I still don't fit in. Like everyone else has it all figured out. Oh yeah, that. I haven't told anyone, of course. You are a legacy vampire made vampires with love. See their reflection in a mirror. We're hunters. More importantly, you're my daughter. Which is why we've decided you're ready for your first kill. Here's to killing monsters. body is changing. Yeah, my body. But very soon, you are going to have to make your first kill. Hi. It's Juliet, right? Yeah. You're Calliope? Well, Cal's good. Who are you, Calliope? Where'd you come from? Addicted to loving you. How does it feel? You're nothing like the monsters I grew up hating. I just want to live my life can't be together. It won't work. I've forbidden you from seeing her. We're not supposed to be. I know my feelings for you are real. Juliet, never legacy in Savannah dies tonight. Run now! I'll kill for you. Keep your fangs in your mouth. We won't have a problem. We will always have a problem. Choose between you and my family. I choose my family. What about us? Faced everyone, monster and human, who tried to come between us. We got this. I'll kill for you. Now, both girls, at least in the eyes of their families, are ready to make their first kill. But some serious convincing needs to be done to make sure they can keep each other safe. Jules and Cal discuss their plans in this clip from the season. Favorite food? Sorry. It's okay. We call it feeding. Even though... Blood isn't really food. 
It's complicated. I think I understand. I will always be a hunter. But I will never hunt you. And I will never hurt you. When we're together, all we have to be is Jules and Cal. Oh, will Jules and Cal survive the wrath of each other's families? Maybe Cal should take a page from Buffy's book. Hmm. Watch the series premiere of First Kill, streaming now on Netflix. It's trivia time. True Blood, Vampire Diaries, Twilight, movie and TV lovers have always been obsessed with vampires, especially when there's a story of forbidden love. Since the dawn of cinema, there's been countless iterations of Count Dracula and beyond, but which film showcased the very first vampire on the silver screen? Was it Vampire, that's V-A-M-P-Y-R, Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror, or Dracula? Stick around for the answer, plus our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. For our soundbite of the week, we are ready to rock. Dwayne Johnson will be starring as Black Adam in the new DC film coming October 21st. The epic origin story will tell how Adam went from slavery to death and then rebirth as a god with superpowers. Now he's an anti-hero in modern day trying to rectify his reputation. And he makes it very clear in this bit from the new trailer that he means business. Have a listen. In this world, they're heroes. I feel the pain of my city wherever I go. And they're villains. Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. Well, it is time for a show that's truly out of this world. Our number two pick this weekend is the new season of For All Mankind. In this Apple TV Plus drama series, the global space race never ended and an alternate history of events has taken place around the world. Each season takes place in a different time period with a decade time jump between each season. This season, we're headed to the 90s for a battle between Russia, the U.S., and a private space company to be the first to land on and explore the Red Planet, a.k.a. Mars. Here's a clip from the first episode. Morning, Miss Madison. Morning, Miss Jorgens. Sorry, ma'am. 
Um, here are your messages. The Secretary of Agriculture called, who's wondering if you had any time to consider his funding request. Oh, I've considered it. I'm not sure how financing his pesticide research is NASA's job. Tell him she's still considering the finer points of the proposal. Uh, Administrator Truly um, wanted to speak to you regarding the selection of the Mars Missions Commander. Not now. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Neptune Records called. The new album you ordered has arrived? I'll pick it up later today. And uh, Mr. Ayesa from Helios Aerospace called about the priority launches for his Helium-3 mining equipment, and uh, he sent a gift. Apparently the smoked white fish was flown in fresh from Norway this morning. Send it back and remind him we don't accept bribes at NASA. Well, the show presents an alternate series of historical events as a sort of what-if scenario for the world. Some standouts? Ronald Reagan was elected president in 1976, defeating the incumbent president, Ted Kennedy. And John Lennon survived his assassination attempt in 1980. It's going to be a wild ride to the red planet, that is for sure. So strap in for the new season of For All Mankind, streaming now on Apple TV+. Dark and sinister beings lurk between the shadows in every corner of the world. On our number one pick, they're just about to be found. It's the season premiere of Evil. The Paramount Plus horror series follows Katya Herber's Kristen, Mike Coulter's David, and Asif Manvi's Ben in their attempts to, as Dr. Strange would say, Scooby-Doo this crap and get supernatural mysteries solved. Influences from religion, children's fairy tales, and even American Horror Story can be found in this new season. Here's a clip. Hi. I'm sorry I'm late. That's perfectly fine. We've been discussing this soul scale experiment. And the need for a signed release from the participating priest. Yes, Ms. Bouchard? Hello. Hello, would you mind backing up a few feet? What is this? A restraining order. You've been served. Monsignor, can't we settle our disagreements without these ad hominem attacks? Mrs. Shard, this is not necessary. Oh, it's not a restraining order for me. I can take care of myself. It's for my 11-year-old daughter. Excuse me? Mr. Townsend has approached my daughter at school on four separate occasions, and he's asked her to keep it a secret from me. No, this is... He's uh, also made her uncomfortable with his touch. I did not. What are you talking about? This is insane. Luckily, one of my daughters took a photo, and that is why the court granted me this injunction. That, that is a misinterpretation. Well, I guess it's a good thing that the Catholic Church has no issues with older men touching children. Leland, let's step outside for a second. No, this is, this is a lie, Your Eminence. This is just... Like you said, Leland, liabilities is a cross we all have to bear. Oh, well, a real creepy cast of characters is ready to haunt and howl this season. Not to mention newly ordained priest David and already married Kristen have to deal with a bit of a budding romance. So make sure to tune in to the season premiere of Evil, streaming Sunday on Paramount+. Plus. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which film showcased the very first vampire on the silver screen? Was it Vampire, Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror, or Dracula? 
well, don't go batty if you didn't get this one right. It's Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror. The 1922 silent horror film is actually based on Bram Stoker's 1897 novel Dracula, which has spawned over a hundred film adaptations, including 1931's Dracula. As for that other title, Vampire is the 1932 film adaptation of the horror novel Carmilla, about a female vampire who preys on a young woman. Well, that, folks, is our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep. Edited by Lauren Klein, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. One, two, one.